This is a QAMR Berghofer Medical Research Institute podcast. Supporting all women in science and medical research. And now with Professor Fabian Mackay, CEO and Director of QIMR Berghofer. And thank you, Professor, for diving in the deep end with me here. It is extremely difficult for female researchers to secure funding. Where do I start? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for bringing up the, the topic. It's a very difficult issue. And to be frank, the issue is not limited to Australia. Female medical researchers across the world... But let's go back to Australia in a minute. And I think there are many factors explaining why, in general, the funding primarily goes to male applicants rather than female. There's also elements that are linked to a difficult-to-address bias. But let's go back to the more structural or perhaps unintended consequences of past funding schemes in terms of why we are where we are today. When I first arrived in Australia, early 2000, there was a grant scheme at the time from the National Health and Medical Research Council, which is the main body funding medical research in Australia. And that grant scheme was called Program Grant. One of the absolute prerequisites of success for being awarded one of those grants is for the participants, or what we call the principal investigators listed on that grant, to be of the highest possible calibre. People with the best CV in those days, you know, the vast majority were men, because no career disruptions, prior to that, more ability and greater grant income than female. Not surprisingly, everyone was anxious in the grant being successful And knowing that you needed the best possible CVs on the grant, it ended up being a game where you had primarily male CVs on the grant because it was felt that only those CVs would bring the grant up. And so over time, these schemes have been male-dominated. With some years, you know, as little as 20% or less women listed as principal investigators on those grants. This has been going on for decades. They're very generous. So those grants offer quite large packages to do research, primarily to male principal investigators, over a number of years. So as you can imagine, if you're well-funded, those male principal investigators did extremely well, right? So you can imagine fast forward 15 years or more, you have people who've been supported with this grant for a number of successive five years lots, They've done extremely well, as you'd expect when you're well-funded. Often, you know, you can do very sophisticated research, recruit more people, access more sophisticated techniques. And not surprisingly, the quality of your work, your productivity is proportional to the amount of funding that you're receiving. Talent is important. Don't get me wrong. Talent is also important. Those individuals were talented to start with, and they used that talent to be successful but they were primarily men. And there were a lot of women researchers. There are. In fact, when you look at junior levels of uh, medical researchers, there's a very large proportion of women. And then it thins out. That's right. Absolutely. There is attrition along the way. And the attrition is really due in part that the funding mechanism has had unintended consequences on 
progressing the career of women in medical research. So the program grant is one of them. So I think it's in 2019, the National Health Medical Research funding changed the way it distributes funding. The funding hasn't, hasn't increased. So it's the same part of money, but distributed in a different way. And it created a, a scheme called Investigator Grant. That grant is different. That grant provides a salary for five years, but also laboratory money. Guess who got those grants? The people who have been extremely successful with the previous scheme. Mm. So the first round was actually very uh, distressing for women because the success rate for male senior applicants, especially at the highest level, was 45%. And it was way lower for females. Mm. So I think this is the consequence of years of unintended consequences of the grant scheme that has been applied to researchers for many, many years that never took into account career disruption, never took into account gender balance as part of principal investigators on program grants. And that's where we are today. What impact do you think you may be able to have on the NHMRC committee, which you are now part of? That's right. Well, (laughs) that in itself. Yeah. Is extraordinary. Well, look, I don't know. I mean, I'm very honoured to have been, you know, uh, nominated to serve on this committee. And I hope that I will help make sure and work with colleagues on the committee so that research funds, which, by the way, is taxpayers' money, is used in the best interest of our country. Saying that, also work with a team to see how we can change and uh, rectify an imbalance that is as I said earlier, it's been here for a long time. The solutions are not simple. Mm. I'm sure it will happen because everyone's aware there's an issue, but it has to start with a plan that is enriched by the collective wisdom. Systemic change is necessary here, but what advice do you have for young researchers? Uh, I mean, don't give up. Things will change. You know, at the end of the day, it's not a gender issue. It's a quality issue. We want quality research. The taxpayers want us. They, they want us to do the best possible groundbreaking, pioneering research that we can do. So quality is non-negotiable. And if you have the passion in research, you're going to do quality work. I think the drive is, is essential. Talent, suddenly you need a bit of talent to do good work. But the passion also is what drives you to explore new frontiers, pioneer new ideas, and eventually that leads you to absolutely amazing breakthroughs. And I know in your position as CEO and Director of QIMR Berghofer, uh, it's very important for you to have female leaders in the scientific field. Uh, absolutely. I think, uh, but you know, it's not just true for female. I think male researchers, new generations of researchers, they are supportive of gender balance. They're supportive of us being inclusive and it's not limited to gender. Uh, it's about diversity as a whole, you know, it's just really be a reflection of society at large mm. uh, within the research community. So I'm not worried there. Everyone, whether you're a man or a woman, a uh, researcher at QMR Bergoffer, everyone's on the same page. There is an issue, we know there is an issue, and we're going to work together in uh, redressing that issue. So we see it as not a women's problem, but a scientific problem. That's right. I mean, the data is there. You know, you can't ignore the data. The numbers are there. You know, you can twist it the way you want, but there's a problem. You know, let's let's face it. We have a problem. We can spell out the problem, but now it's time to 
think about how over time we're going to rectify that distortion. And I hope today everyone is thinking about that. Thank you, Fabian. Thank you.